Adios Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers Podcast, where friends share music with each other like friends do. The book up for music. I'm Peter Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, of course, is my team, my squad, my crew. We've got Brett. Toodle fuck. Hi. <laughs> We've got Drew. Hi. And we've got Patrick. Hey. Uh, we're here. Hey, Bert. Hey, Bertum. Hey, Bertum. Hi, Bertum. <laughs> Callback City. Wow. Hot dang. Um, uh, Alright, we're talking about music. We're talking about uh, an album. A cool album. Uh... The provider of that album is Brett. Brett, what have you provided for us this week? We are listening to an album by a band named Queens of the Stone Age, and the album's name is Songs for the Death. As you can see, I can't point correct over here. You got the album art that PD was so kind to put there and did it correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about songs for the deaf. You can't even hear them. Uh, very cool whale album. songs. It's all yes. whale songs. Uh, very cool Ooh. album. Um, uh, yeah, let's start with it. Drew, what were your expectations coming into this album? Um, all I really know of Queens of the Stone Age is that one song that like blew up real big, and then like I really didn't pay too much attention uh to what they were doing in fact i'll go over it didn't even realize other songs that i had heard at certain points in my life were queens of the stone age songs um one of them might be on this record um so that was all that was the knowledge i was going in there with so like i knew they were accomplished musicians that were good at their craft and that was about what i knew um yeah patrick what would what what were your expectations coming into this album so i probably i i kind of remember listening to this album when it came out there's a single on it which we'll talk about more of later that i was very familiar with but like i i feel like i listened to this once and me 15 years ago when this album came out was apparently not fully prepared for it the way that me now can maybe appreciate it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a very cool, interesting album, uh, to say the least. Uh, Brett, what, 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 how would you describe this album musically? Well, I mean, this, this, is, this is what we call the rock and roll music. This this is about as you know it 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 is of the of the peers and of the time. This is was not doing anything that was really hip. It was not exactly lo-fi. It was not exactly you know it did not fit into any you know real genre. It uh, it does do some things pretty strangely. Like all of the guitars are tuned to C standard, but they don't rely on the open string open position. Uh, bassy. I'm using my guitar as another percussion device that much, like you would expect. No, they just 
I don't know if they just needed to be able to play songs in the key where people can sing. And by doing that, they needed to give them a few, uh, a few more. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it's very strange. Um, but it definitely has a lot to do with their tone. Um, and, uh, uh, Hey, guess what? The, the drums on this album are some somewhat good. Um, you would say, uh, if Weird. you hung out with, uh, in a room or worked with a bunch of musicians and, uh, they were going to play songs that, uh, uh, you would listen to on the daily. This uh, this this album has a lot of those songs, and I heard a lot of this because of, you know, drummers putting this uh, on the overhead speakers at a music store. Um, the the vocals on this album are uh, are are pretty dynamic. Uh, they keep up with the rest of the band. They don't really, you know, they they it's not, you know, there's not a whole lot of affectation. It's not a super low voice. It doesn't really it doesn't do vocal gymnastics, but it does go places. Um, you know, th- this album, like there are other people that can probably sum up this album a lot better than this, but it, it, the, the album is dripping with, uh, a, a lot of really top notch production, people that know what they were doing. The execution is, is flawless. Uh, if, if they mess something up, I couldn't tell. Um, and th- this album goes some places and when we get into the songs like we can, we can talk about the places that it takes you. Yeah. It goes some places and some really cool places and, and, fun and energetic places um drew well how would you describe this album music what will be some of the themes elements that got your attention so as as was alluded to dave Grohl, uh you may have heard of the name is on the record so you know right off the bat you're gonna get something solid in the rhythm section um the, the drummer for tenacious d yeah yeah that guy the guy he played the devil once. Um but this album to me there was a general sense overall with the like weird like radio chatter stuff, the real song uh for the death and all that sort of jokiness in it and stuff like that. It was there was a fun uh bit to this record. Now the music itself is just straight up rock and roll. It's stylistically, it's hard to say anything other than that. It doesn't do anything besides like, hey, this is this is a band doing some rock and roll music, and they're gonna have fun doing it. Um, everything hits, like Brett said, really perfectly. It, it's really well polished from a musical standpoint. The guitars themselves were really really cool. Um, they're both from a, like the solos that were used, the actual groove to the guitars was really cool. Um, the effect on it, I have no, Brett's the gear guy, he'll probably know, but the effect on the guitars themselves was just like three notches from like a really over crunchy, like weird to the ear, sort of almost wall of soundy sort of thing to me, but it wasn't, and it was sort of this thick layer to it while not being like overly done um and taking away from it i think a lot the, of that might have to do with that they were detuned to c standard okay and okay. they over probably overdriving these va- these vacuum tubes they you, you put too much input and they take uh, it got it okay okay no no that's, that's what okay that makes a lot of sense now. um 
the the base itself um never really hit me over the head with anything like super super cool but it was never offensively boring to me either it kept up very well with some great guitar playing so in straight up rock and roll i don't think you can ask uh for more than that without getting someone crazy behind the bass and this this hit really well what there. you're saying a guy who was in the dwarves isn't crazy skull cross well, dicks i'm not saying he is a person he's not yeah. crazy. let's let's be fair um but oh like overall stylistically i think this in general like is something that has just enough like rock and roll cool guy bravado behind it without being overly pretentious wow i can say the word pretentious today um without being like pretentious and dumb um with it just being cool and it's one of those things where everything hits so well that you can tell they just enjoyed their time in the studio i'm like nah let's just make this until it's right like let's do that we need more drum fills yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah. That's well, when you have shit. Dave Grohl for like a year and a half, like, yeah, you're gonna use stuff. the man. You use what <laughs> the tools you're given. Uh, Patrick, how would you describe this album musically? Uh, this album's rock and fucking roll. It, it has both the rocks and the rolls. Uh, it's, like the big bopper. It, I like. I, I kind of said like I remember when this album came out. I remember. You know the hit the 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 quote unquote hit single and really enjoying it, but I never really dug into the record. No, you don't. No one, no one knows the hit single. Yes, yes. Who's on first? Um, but like for whatever reason, the music I was listening to then and this were less compatible than they probably ought to have been. You know, I was young and stupid. So now I'm coming back around to this, and damn, this album's good. Uh, so. I, I know a lot of people worship at the temple of Josh Homie and, and I don't I don't necessarily think they're wrong anymore, but I was always like, Well, why? I can think of like eight million guitar players I like more, and I can think of eight million frontmen I like more, but like he has a thing he does. And it's just like I make cool rock and roll music, and that's all right. Um I especially like so this album features no less than three lead vocalists on various songs. That's okay. I like that you get some range and different sounds. Uh, you get um, it, it, and I'll talk about it sort of in individual tracks. It plays with with nostalgia in very weird ways. There are songs where you can like sit there and be like, I can hear this song from twenty or thirty years before before this was created in here. But it's not like a, it's not like ripping off or even paying homage. It's just like. Rock and roll is built on the same kind of 10 bands from the, you know, basically the 60s and 70s. And we've expanded upon it since then. And like you can hear several of them in here and it's kind of cool. Um, and there's just also Dave Grohl playing drums. Can I have more Dave Grohl playing drums? No offense to, you know, Taylor Hawkins, who's also an excellent drummer in the Foo Fighters. But like I kind of want Dave Grohl to play drums more often. Um, I I. I I think back to a young version of me when I like why I wanted to play drums. And a lot of it is Dave Grohl and the smells like teen spirit video beating the absolute shit out of a drum kit that that made like like 
like 10, 11, 12 year old Patrick be like, oh, that's that's my calling. That's where I need to be. I need I need to hit things with sticks, make sounds. And I can never not love Dave Grohl playing drums because he is not the most stylistically technical drummer, but like he low key is genius. Like he does little tiny things that just make so many of these songs work better than they should. Like it's he, he adds something without, without going full, you know, Neil Purton kind of sometimes taking over in the best way possible. He just sort of, he does his job, but he does it really, really eloquently. Yeah. And there's so much to like about this this album musically and uh it's so much fun. It's so much like just crazy fun rock and riffs and like rock and like styles and like so many things going on that it's just so much fun. And it's such a great energy. Uh it's definitely I will say it's definitely something uh this is one of those quintessential albums that are dangerous to drive to. Uh especially at the very beginning. Uh, and we can talk about some of the key tracks, uh, Brett. What what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, I, I I'm picking some songs out that I knew I, I can I can tell in my heart that the people playing it enjoyed playing it every time they played it together, and they decided that hey, let's record this fun stuff that we did. Um, and uh, I don't think anybody was having a bad time recording this uh, at the time they were recording it. But uh, you think I ain't worth a dollar? but I feel like a millionaire uh, is it is a very simple groove that is executed perfectly. Like I, I am a groove first, everything else later. If you don't have, if you can't tap your toes, you can't bang your head. If you can't enjoy that, it doesn't matter how many boodle deedles. It doesn't matter how many symbols you can hit at the same time. Like it, it's, it's the execution of the groove is important and, and the pounding drums and the guitars that are being played in a very like staccato manner is a, it, it's a great platform like this little little silver platter for the vocals to sit on top of. And like the drums and the guitars all hang out in a different area than the, than the vocals do. So the vocals cut through very, very well. Um, you know, the, the, also a, the quality use of a good rest in the middle of the song. Um, if you're just beating your head against the drums for ever and ever, you, you don't have, it, there's less weight to how heavy something is. But if you put like a rest in there and you tell people, oh, this is the, you, you add a, a, a measuring stick and then when they come back in, like there's a little bit more impact. Um, go with the flow. Uh, it has my favorite piece of percussion used in this uh, album, which is one chord being hammered on a piano a whole bunch. And it works perfectly. Like there was like this, there's a frequency we need to hit and you can't hit it with anything else. So why don't we just pound on this piano for the entire song? And it worked really well. Um, also there was a harmony effect on the guitars and they were doing swells with like an expression pedal and, and it was really great. And the bass gets some, gets to walk around like, you know, a bass needs to get out, needs to get a walk every now and then. Um, and, and it does. And it, it there's just so much going on in the mix. Um, going to leave you is a very simple but extremely uh, well executed song um you know it has a heavy sound but it's also got a poppy feel to it um it's not a like a technical song it's 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 just it's a tight groove um and no one knows uh it's 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 an amazing song it's you know 
it's a song that is simple, but it's lifted by uh, over. It, it's like the dick measuring contest of like, let's let's play a song. Uh, can we fit this in this little amount of time? You've got two drumsticks. Let's see. <laughs> Phil and uh, the Phil, like the drums were pretty amazing. There weren't drums like this on any Nirvana song. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Um, but, uh, you know, the 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 staccato nature of like, you know, it's a jaunty song. It's it's uh, it, it 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 works really great um, where it just sort of marches along. And then all of a sudden, you know, it gets to where, you know, the, the chorus comes in and you, you get the drums and the drums are pretty cool. Uh, hang out anywhere with a drummer, play this and uh, they'll be air drumming like a loser. Yeah. It'll um, be awesome. Even if you're not a drummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, personally, I, I I hate when I forget to take my bass out for a walk and lose a mess on the carpet. Yeah, uh, it's always a it's always it's always a it's a mess to clean up. It's a, it's a, it's a pile of mingus to clean up. Yeah. Um. You 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 could have also went with an Asian cooking joke there, and it would have landed just as well. Yeah. Uh, Drew. What would be some of the key tracks for you? Um. Well, no one knows. It's it's a single. It is the single I think of when I think of Queens of the Stone Age. That's why we were going to ask you. you know, yeah. we, we Hot singles in your area, Drew. Hot ones. Um, mostly no sleeves and singing. Um, Josh Holmes. Um, no, but no one knows. It's if you're. They put it in the beginning of the record for a reason. Um, it is the second like actual track, right? And you put things that early in the record like this because you know how strong the song is. You want to lure people in. Um, and this one, this one will pull. This one will pull people in. Uh, Go with the flow was the one I was talking about earlier, where like I heard it in the background a lot of places, and I'm like, this band sounds familiar, but never like thought of like, wait, I, sh- I. Sh- should know this band why do i not yeah um it's just sort of like okay yeah no that makes sense why did i never connect these dots before uh gonna leave you um the vocal in this song was really cool there was this this really light feel to it that i dug a lot and then the plotting drum beat in uh, song for the deaf Sometimes songs like this remind me that simple can work. Um, and then there's that solo um, riff after the first chorus. That's just a fucking cool. <laughs> like, it's, I could say that about a lot of parts of <laughs> this album. Where she's like, man, that's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, a lot of this album, yeah, like I said, a lot of this album is just fucking uh i think that's a great way to sum it up like uh, some of the tracks uh patrick what would be some of the key tracks for you uh get the elephant out of the way uh no one knows the the quote-unquote single as drew said uh this song still sounds cool 15 years later like it still sounds fresh it hasn't aged poorly like a lot of songs from the early 2000s have and you know i think all of our opinion considering we've talked about a couple of those those albums I'm like uh, a chainsaw in your ass raw. What? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
And like, this is just a really good example of all the things that are good about this album. It's a kind of deceptively simple, but like there's a ton of like little detail work that really makes it. Uh, Dave Grohl does Dave Grohl things on drums, but like he stays out of the way, but like also pushes the song forward. Um, First, it giveth uh, a song about drugs because that's what we need. Songs about drugs. Uh, this song I'm I'm doing entirely for the drum part. There's this like little like triplet run thing on floor toms during the chorus, and it's the coolest thing. It is not actually that like complicated, but it sounds really cool, and it's a great alternative to just running on kick drums like so much stuff does. And I and I love music where there's people running on kick drums, but this is sort of like old school i would call it a modern interpretation of a bonham triplet but like it it just works and the vocal harmonies on the chorus are really really good um and uh songs that because this album had more than one lead singer you got cool stuff like hanging tree uh the chorus on this song like the guitars and so much of the music is very like gritty and percussive but the chorus is like really really pretty and uh, it it definitely is a great example of like sort of I get the distinct impression based on the sheer quantity of dudes who have been in this band, like when they have like a whole section of past members, like it's kind of a an ever changing collective of people who want to play music with Josh Homie. And it sort of works for that. Uh, this is a really good example of what you gain by having other guys like letting other people sing on your record. And and sharing sharing being the front quote unquote front man, and then uh, gonna leave you. Uh, if you got, I never knew this was a thing I wanted, but if you like took drug era Beatles and like mid career the Who and shoved them together and then moved them thirty years in the future, you would have this song. And it just this was like the right kind of nostalgia. It wasn't purely a play on an old kind of song, but like. It sounded like drug era Beatles meets the who it did in a time machine. Uh, and that's I was going like, to write that down. It's very Beatlesy. It, it's very Beatlesy, but with like the, the hardness of the who. Yeah. And it it's, I, I, I am, I'm not like a super Beatles fan. I enjoy the Beatles. I had a Beatles period. I feel like a lot of people do. If you're into music, you have, you have like that six months of your life where you're really into the Beatles and then you're kind of like, okay, they're great and all, but like there's other stuff out there. Um, but like this is a really good reminder of all the best parts of their career because they were so much better when they were on drugs. Everybody was always no, better when they were on. on drugs. Hold on, no. The best Beatles songs were on drugs. They're, they're, they were always. I, I, I could, I could, I could probably. They're guess still they on, drugs. on drugs. Yes, they were probably always on drugs, but Hard Day's Night. Come on. No, no. Revolver. No. No. Drug era Beatles on my list. The correct like, answer is wings. The drugs <laughs> era wings. I think, the drugs I think era Beatles are my least favorite Beatles. And, and and is it because of the drugs, Drew? Captain Straight Edge? No. Would I got your mind set on you didn't like be as important music. as it is if there weren't <laughs> drugs? Um Yeah. Um The early poppy it. stuff was more fun. I'm not. I'm not actually discounting like that. that. That stuff's great too. But drug era Beatles, um, when they got creative. Um, 
I will say I uh, would like to double back on uh, a great track in uh, in an opening track, uh, not counting the hidden track on the CD that got put into a pop-up thing on Spotify, but uh, you think I am worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire, as, as Brett mentioned earlier. Uh, that's the, the track. You got to be careful if you're just starting your car at that point, because when that the song kicks in, you're gonna have to fight the feeling. Or you're gonna have to fight the urge to peel out <laughs> as soon as it hits. That that you know that as soon as it like properly hits. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about some conclusive thoughts. Um, Drew, what would be your conclusion on this album as a whole? I shouldn't have been as surprised as I was. Um, if you get the ear of uh, someone who's been around music as long as Dave Girl, you you probably are doing something right uh, in general. So I should have known that this was going to be as good as it was. I just never really gave this band in general nor this album the chance that I now know that it deserved. Um, it's something that if you were like me and you just sort of like yeah, man, it's that rock band that's on the radio, like, whatever. Like, and you just sort of brush it off. Stop doing that. Don't be me. Like, be better. Be a better person. And go search this album out. It is it is a fantastic record. Um, it's, it's something that, looking back at the accolades it got, it deserved them. Like, I'm... I'm stubborn and dumb sometimes, and this is proof of it. Like, it's good. Yeah. Um, Patrick, what would be your conclusion on this album overall? Uh, Echoing what Drew said, I missed the boat on this 15 years ago. 16-year-old me, I think, was turned off by the popularity of this because that's the narrow-mindedness of a 16-year-old. Also, I was really into punk music, and this is not that. Yeah. And, and it was I've never for a day ever been like, wow, Queens of the Stone Age suck. I never felt that way. I just never I never fully understood the love for them. And now I'm like, maybe I should listen to some of their other records and see. Apparently they just had one like a new one recently. Um, so I, I am I am suddenly curious about this band. I feel like like my I feel like with music and taste in music like as you hear more, like you gain more tools to better understand music and 16 year old me did not have like the tools to fully understand this and appreciate it for what it is being kind of a stripped down rock record, but also having like elements of, you know, really cool, weird stoner, Rocky stuff. But now I'm like, no, this is like kind of cool. And it's catchy in all the right ways without feeling like it was written with the sole purpose of being catchy. It's just, cleverly written songs and you know well put together stuff and also dave Grohl playing drums which there is not enough of in this world uh yeah there's just so much to really enjoy about this album um musically so much fun to be had by this album uh i've sung more than one of these songs in karaoke multiple times uh and, and yeah there's, there's a reason it's just so much Good, fun catchiness. Good rock and roll music going on here. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusion on this album? 
not unlike how I prefer my funk to be the P-funk. Um, I like my rock and roll to rock. Uh, I don't want it that. I, it doesn't need to have like a, a special prefix. It's not a post, 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 post something. It's uh, I, I just like regular old ass rock and roll. Let's let's hang out and play some, some steal some blues licks from some people and polish them up and like make things that are kind of poppy, but make it so that grandma's a little upset because it's a little loud. You know, it's uh, the groove is everything. This is a groove first album. You gotta if you don't have the groove, you got nothing. And this has more groove than something that's a potato chip that you put in. Yeah. Um. Uh. This is a good album. Uh. We you heard it here first, guys. Uh. <laughs> two thumbs up from the record breakers. Uh. If if you haven't heard, why are you here now? Uh. But uh, it's good. Uh. I I look forward to seeing what this does. How this ages and you know, another couple decades. Uh, it's uh, it's very inoffensive and it's pretty fun. Can't go wrong with that. You muted. Sorry, I was just so I don't be reason. Sorry, still sick. Podcast uh, for the deaf. <laughs> um. This is a fantastic album. Let's uh, talk about. Let's get into the main event let's, of the. We can evening. talk about it too. Yeah. Let's talk about pop music. Scooby Dooby Doo Wop. Pop music. Pop pop shoe wop. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's bring in. Let's get. Let's get into the main event of the evening. We've got our haiku reviews. You know, sum it all up in poetic form. Let's rock this. Um. Uh, uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Never gave them time. Didn't know what I missed. Pretty great music. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? 15 years later, I regret missing this one. Time to play catch up. Um, yeah, my haiku. Great fun rockin' tunes, perfect to rock out to, and maybe crash your, maybe crash your car. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Slow pitch down the plate. They know. What? You got, <laughs> you, you got like, <laughs> the Skype, Skype didn't like your, your haiku, so it just, they cut off the last two stanzas. Uh, take two. <laughs> Slow pitch down the plate. They know what they are doing. It burns when I pee. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. If you wonder uh, why I flipped Boo off earlier, <laughs> you'll never know. That's a mystery. Life is a mystery. I'll, uh, I'll have you know. That you can very easily find that if you look for, if you Google what sign wrestling, that is in the Google image search results. Drew likes to troll me by sending photos of weird shit while I'm trying to talk. And one of them is a guy holding up a sign that says it burns when I pee. Exactly. There, everybody knows now. Everybody knows. Um, yes. 
You should, of course, find this album on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. Follow along with us at home. Uh, do your you know, do your due diligence, your Record Breakers homework. Uh, on that Spotify playlist will be next week's record. Uh, and that's going to be provided by Drew, I presume. Drew, what do you got for us next week? Um, well, I put off doing this record. Um, and I actually didn't listen to the record for a while. Uh, but I finally jumped into it because everybody was talking about it. It's a duo that was actually introduced to each other because of a Cartoon Network executive. It is LP Killer Mike, their duo Run the Jewels with the album Run the Jewels 3. The, the third one. The third one. The new one. Uh, yes. Go check it out. That is for next week. But that is next week. And this is this week. Uh, and you can, of course, find it, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at HibbityBerber at HibbityBerber Drew is at ExtrusiveRx. I'm at PDRave. The show is for Record Breakers. That's number four Record Breakers. RecordBreakersPodcast.com. RecordBreakersPodcast at gmail.com. Our email rebelly.net for this and other shows rebelly tv on youtube and other places uh like share subscribe do all the things everywhere uh until next time hasta los huevos Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>